Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I'm your host, Scotty Waz. How's it going, everybody? How's it going? It's great. It's May. It's We're having a great time. Things are wrapping up. We're going to see what happens here. Um, speaking of wrapping up, uh, Navy wrapped up their ECHA part of the schedule as they prepare for nationals here in a couple weeks. Team Maryland wrapped up their regular season schedule. Are they going to playoffs? I don't know. We wrap up the uh, Stevenson University NCAA side of things, and then we'll also wrap up the D3 side of things as well as there is some uh, happenings going on there. But first, we'll start with Navy, who was in the midst of the ECHA playoffs. They had the number one seed going undefeated in uh, conference play during the season, and they would have to wait uh, until the winner of, I believe it was Westchester and Temple to see who would take the crown on that one. And Westchester won on Friday night, so they took on number one seed at Navy. Westchester getting the better of Navy to start 37 seconds in. Joey Cabaccia with the uh, with his 24th on the season real early, getting started real early for Westchester, putting them up one to nothing. Navy would fight back, though, have a couple of shots uh, towards the other end, but all in all, the first period, kind of a, fall, uh, a feeling out period with uh, nine shots to six in favor of Navy. Navy would get on the board, though, uh, 7.25 into the second period. Uh, John Mullen, uh, first off, a great keep-in by, uh, by Dane Smolder with the, uh, on the blue line, keeping that in, getting the puck over to Riley Jamison. Jamison finding Mullen and puts it home off a nice little pass across for Mullen's fifth of the year. Jamison's tenth assist, Smolder third assist. We are tied up. But with under five minutes remaining on the power play, Emerson Emery for Westchester gets his 13th of the year, a power play goal. And we are uh, with a deficit right now. Westchester up two to one. But then Sean Ostrowski with the big, big equalizer. Uh, just a messy, messy play in the offensive zone for Navy. Uh, just the puck not wanting to settle down, the puck not wanting to get out of the zone which was uh, for the betterment of Navy. And then it got picked up by uh, Michael Rokovich, who just throws it across to Ostrowski, and Ostrowski hammers it home for his 13th of the year. Rokovich, his 29th assist, and Smolder with another assist, his fourth of the season. We are knotted up at two apiece. It would be that way all the way to overtime. Three Free hockey down there at McMullen Arena. Unfortunately, didn't take but five minutes before Navy was upended by uh, Joey Kubiaka, uh, who had a stellar, stellar uh, playoff for himself. Gets the game winner. It's 25th of the year. All she wrote on that one. 3-2, to two, Westchester upsetting Navy. Charles Doherty with 26 saves on the evening as Navy drops it in the semi. Westchester would go on to win in overtime uh, over Villanova as well with uh, Kubiaka with the MVP of the playoffs. So Navy now looks ahead to Nationals, and their Nationals will start on Thursday, March 16th, the day before St. Paddy's Day. They will take on Calvin University out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, and that will be a 1.30 p.m. start. You can catch all that on Hockey TV with the coverage there from uh, Boston Marlboro area. And uh, we will have ourselves a time. The winner of that game, it's a playing game, so the winner of Calvin Navy will take on Adrian, uh, the number three seed, on Friday 
afternoon. So if you have hockey TV, I implore you to go watch that at 1.30. Bring a tablet with you to work. Watch it at home. Do what you need to do with it. It is also on demand as well, um, which I think is probably how I'll catch it, depending on uh, my work schedule. But in any case, cheer on the Naval Academy as they have uh, a little bit of time to prepare before they ship on up to Boston because I'm sure we're not going to hear a lot of that being said on the broadcast. Let's jump over to Team Maryland now, and they ended out their regular season at home, uh, the the friendly confines of Piney Orchard Ice Arena, as they took on the Philadelphia Hockey Club uh, on Thursday. And things got started pretty early, and by early I mean 122 in, when a uh, great turnover at the blue line by Tyler Hissong, actually at the, the uh, half wall, uh, by the Johnny P slot there at Piney Orchard. A good turnover by his song finds uh, Vladim Froloff in the slot. He rips one home for his fifth of the season. His song's seventh assist. Team Maryland up one to nothing early, and they would be all over PHC offensively. 14 to 5 the shots uh, in that first frame, but only the one goal gets in behind uh, Cross Sherman. Don't That sounds like directions when I'm in Thousand Oaks. California. Cross Sherman, and you're there. In any case, uh, second period, though, Team Maryland does get another one on the board. 627 in. Jules Jardine gets a nice little turnover at the circle caused by Carson Cabral Downs. Uh, Jardine picks it up, rips it home for his seventh of the year. Cabral Downs with his sixth assist. Team Maryland up two to nothing. But a little bit of power play issues uh, or penalty kill issues on Team Maryland's side. Puts them into trouble. Three straight penalties in the second period. One of them turned into a PHC power play goal by Justin Nakagawa, his 15th of the year at 10-10. And we are at 2-1, cutting the lead in half for Team Maryland. But with under three minutes remaining in the second frame, Froloff again after a uh, wonderful after a wonderful turnover by uh, Benjamin Watson uh, finds Bradham Froloff for his sixth of the year. Watson's third assist. The four check for Team Maryland was fantastic this game. They were winning the board battles. They were getting on pucks first after chipping them in deep. They were just, you know, not giving PHC any kind of time to break out of the zone, which is something that they'll have to uh, look forward to as well coming up here, and we'll talk about that here in a second. So Team Maryland goes into the third period up 3-1. to one. And they will be that way until uh, under five minutes in the third when PHC Brady Burke gets his second of the year to cut the lead once again to one. But Lincoln Crosby and the defense would shut the door down. And that's our final. Three to two. Team Maryland wins uh, out shooting PHC 38 to 23. And really just uh, setting the tone for what's going to happen here in the play-in game. That's right, play-in game. Probably depending on when you watch or listen to this. The game could be going on now. It could have already went on. Who's to say? It's a noontime start on Tuesday, March 7th, as we record this. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's down there at Piney Orchard. So if you get this before beforehand, if you're listening to this first thing in the morning, um, then you will have the time to get down to Piney Orchard Ice Arena to get things going for yourself uh, in that instance. But uh, that's a play-in game. The winner of that place uh, faces ProTech, I do believe. And then uh, we will see what happens from there. 87s take on the Philadelphia Little Flyers, and away we go. So, Team Maryland setting a good tone for another matchup against PHC, um, who they just uh, thoroughly dominated for checking wise 
in terms of uh, yeah what they did on Thursday. So if you can carry over until Tuesday, and we'll report back to you what happens next week. Also a commitment this week for Team Maryland as Devin Jolly commits to Rivier University. That's right, you heard me, Rivier University. Jolly, a right-handed shot defenseman from uh, Massena, New York, uh, had himself uh, quite the time this year with uh, two goals, 13 assists, and uh, 15 points overall after a uh, two-goal and five-point output last year in 36 games for Team Maryland. Um, so, yeah, a uh, good time overall for him. He will move onward and upward in Division Three. so congratulations to him for the commitment to Rivier, Rivier University in Nashua, New Hampshire. We'll get a little bit of a D3 wrap-up, and we'll start off with the ACCHL and uh, the Loyola Greyhounds in the Division Three Premier, or sorry, the Elite, B-Elite, B-E-Elite, uh, ranked number 7th, or sorry, ranked number three, uh, took on Old Dominion, beat Old Dominion 7-3 to three on uh, on uh, Saturday. Then on Sunday, took on defending champions William and Mary and a heck of a game back and forth side to side. But Loyola, the Ice Hounds, they reign supreme in North Carolina as they win the Division Three Elite Championship by a final of 6-4, to four, their first championship uh, in the ACCHL, their first year back after a bit of a hiatus as well. So a, uh, a huge, huge bump for them uh, as uh, they get back into things. And uh, congratulations to the, um, the, uh, the men's team out there for uh, achieving some solid things out there in their first year back, winning a championship Pretty dang, uh, pretty dang something. Am I right? Unfortunately for the Naval Academy, they were in the D3 Premier Playoffs, and in their quarterfinal game, uh, the Naval Academy dropped to High Point University 5-2 to two, uh, in this game. So uh, their season is now complete. A uh, solid season for the, for the squad. A uh, little bit uh, ups and downs here and there, but uh, such as life will do a wrap on them in the next few weeks uh, about their accomplishments, what's going to happen from here and onward and upward from there. So um, hats off to the midshipmen of the M2 squad, Division Three, premier side of the uh, of the tin. Uh, one regular season game that happened, even though the playoffs were done, uh, UMBC took on Johns Hopkins in the last game of the season for both squads. And uh, Johns Hopkins after taking uh, the championship of the DVCHC from last week, get another another win under their belt, 6-3 to three over UMBC. Uh, on the Johns Hopkins side, Anthony Song for two goals, Samuel Horrigan with a goal and an assist, Martin Mahalik with, an assist, or with a goal, Luca Valdivia with a goal, as well as Luke Tarzani with uh, Wohi Han as a assist on that, Daniel Longmire making 36 saves on 39 shots. For UMBC, two goals from senior Ethan Fries and a goal and an assist from Brenner Granson uh, was the scoring for them, while Nick Corbin in his final game as a retriever, 32 saves for that. So both teams ending their season. Again, we'll do a wrap on them in the next few weeks here. Uh, probably next week we'll have a, a fair amount of time to talk uh, some uh, season-ending stuff for that Salisbury 
they are waiting. They are uh, chomping at the bit as they will get on to the AAU National Championship as uh, they will uh, compete in that uh, that side of things starting this coming, is it this coming weekend? They will start off actually this Saturday as they take on St. John Fisher uh, in their uh, tournament there. That will be game one uh, on 2.30, or sorry, warm-up 2.30, game time, 3 o'clock on Saturday. Then on Sunday, they will take on the Tampa Tampa D3 squad at 7, uh, 8.15 p.m. puck drop there, and then they will take on uh, New Haven. New Haven uh, on Monday the 13th, and then that's when all the stuff happens in terms of uh, highest seed, second highest seed after the round robin, uh, and all that other fun stuff with the final wrapping up March 15th as we go from there. So we will track that uh, two weekends from now. Or actually, no, next week. That's how things go. That's how time works, Scott. Um, so we'll track that next week going into the uh, semis and the final for the Seagulls. Let's put a little bow on Stevenson University's NCAA squads uh, while we have the time here. Uh, and we'll start off with the uh, the men's side who were roaring into the playoffs pretty strong. They had a, uh, a big uh, streak going on unbeaten in Six going into the playoffs and then winning in Chatham um, and then, unfortunately, losing to Nazareth. And it got off to a rocky start, uh, if, we're, if we're being honest with everybody. Uh, they had a uh, just a, a difficult, difficult thing going on to start. It was like a win-loss, win-loss. They get swept. They, they would sweep. They get swept. They would sweep. It's kind of a back-and-forth tete-a-tete, as it were. They finally figured it out after, after the uh, semester break. Uh, went on to a big run to start the start the uh, second half of the season, only losing uh, one game in regulation, and that was to Chatham on January 21st. But they won in the calendar year, uh, or when they got back into conference play in the calendar year, uh, starting on January 6th. So uh, a big run for them overall, and and the big thing here is just looking at the, you know the guys that they had there, Liam McCanny was uh, the top player in the UCHC. Ryan Kenny was a top goalie. They had a lot of good young talent uh, to uh, to show for themselves. I mean, Aiden McDowell getting uh, first-team all-rookie honors uh, as well. John Musella, uh, as a freshman, bringing in solid, solid uh, playmaking abilities for himself when he got the time. Jack Carlson contributing here and there off a, a solid NEHL career. So uh, a lot of good... Uh, young talent that came into it to help bolster. And, of course, Austin Master uh, up front leading the way uh, veteran leadership-wise along with uh, Malcolm Palmer on the blue line, uh, Zach Egber on the front end as well, Roy Gresham as well having a solid season. So a very solid all-around look for the uh, for the Stevenson Mustangs, even though it was not the not what they had wanted overall for their fate. Um Looking at the individual numbers, Liam McCanny, 23 goals and 40 points in 27 games. I mean, the kid was uh, just wild, equally as good on the power play as he was shorthanded. Four game-winning goals as well. Um, so had that Austin Master, a great senior season for him, eight goals and 29 points in 23 games. Of course, he missed those games to go to the uh, university uh, games with uh, Ryan Kenny. Uh, Frank Vitucci, 20 points in 26 games. 
Uh, like I said, Aiden McDowell, uh, seven goals and 14 points, all seven of his goals coming on the power play. So you know you have a specialist in that side of things. Goaltending-wise, of course, Ryan Kenny in his uh, what now is his last season uh, went uh, a solid, solid 13-8 and a 1 with two shutouts, a 9.24 save percentage, and a 2.23 uh, goals against average. Marco Sturmo, for his time that he played in Kenny's absence, 2-2 and 1, 8.99 save percentage, a 2.98 goals against. And uh, Ford De- DeLoss uh, had five games under his belt with a uh, 0-0-0 record, just got some time in to get some pucks at him. And also Matt Lane, who uh, did not get any time in, uh, actually left the team midway through the season. So uh, goaltending-wise. And we say Ryan Kenny is a uh, is a former player because he has signed on with the Reading Royals of the ECHL for an ATO, on the uh, amateur tryout, pretty much ending uh, his uh, collegiate career. Um, he was a senior. Again, like I said, I didn't know if they had uh, fifth-year eligibility like the D1 schools has, but I'm thinking they do not. But Kenny, just having having a career for himself out there uh, after being Defensive Player of the Year and Goaltender of the Year last year, uh, all-time saves leader uh, back in 2022, five-time Defensive Player of the Week last year. Um, I mean, this season he was he was solid as well, winning Goaltender of the Year. Um, just a just a heck of a career for this uh, young man, and should be uh, interesting to see moving forward how he does. Finishing up in Stevenson with 52, 22, and four, which is outstanding. Seven career shutouts, a career two four four goals against, and a nine seventeen save percentage uh, as well. So, um, just a just a heck of a heck of a time for him, and a a heck of a career for him. Uh, and we should, you know, not be remiss of the captain, Austin Master, who, again, a big leader of the program, um, was a seventh, uh, ca- uh, seventh in the program history in career points and goals. He shattered that uh, this year, becoming the top guy uh, across the board for his career, uh, having 28 goals and 84 points in 73 games that he played under the Mustang banner. It was a heck of a ride for him overall. So uh, good to see him uh, succeed. We will see what his next step is in uh, in hockey and in life uh, moving forward from here. So the Mustangs uh, not finishing the way they wanted. It was just one of those deals where they had a good run at the end, but unfortunately playoffs be playoffs, and that's how we go. 15-10-2 with a uh, 6.30 save percentage, 11-5-2 in, con- in conference winning the MAC. We'll see next year when it comes to the Stevenson Mustangs men's squad. Moving to the women's squad, this was uh, a little bit more heartbreaking. Uh, a team that was um, high hopes going into the season, picked second in the MAC, uh, I think second in the UCHC too, just did not, uh, unfortunately could not just find the consistency moving forward. And I think one of the big things is you look after semester break, just could not find the scoring. In the last four uh, regular season games, only scoring five goals. And then, of course, like I said, shut out in there. Just could not find the consistency, finishing 8-16-1 uh, overall and 6-13-1 in conference. Um, not And they did not play well away from the Reisterstown Sport Plot Complex, only winning one game on the road all season for Tori Amoff's crew, um, which which stinks because there was a lot of high hopes uh, going into this season. Um, but uh, 
just uh, not meant to be, unfortunately, uh, for the women's side. Uh, Carly Aguirre, 15 points, leading the scoring, uh, 8 goals and 15 points in 25 games. T. Ferrara also had 8 goals. She had 14 points, while Cassie Campbell and Megan Kroll had 6 goals on the season, uh, finishing 2nd and 3rd in scoring, uh, tied for 3rd, rather, with 10 uh, goals uh, on the, or sorry, 10 points on the season. Goaltending-wise, it was kind of a, a mixed bag. Olivia DeGuire came in as the number one. She got off to not such a great start. Ansley King uh, came in for a couple games also. Just just a, not a great time for her as well. Mallory Hunt got in for a couple games, and she had two wins on that, though. Uh, she, she had to do her damnedest to uh, keep the uh, Stevenson squad in the game, of course, with the uh, goal-scoring issues. Uh, Maggie Sinert had a came in and had a heck of a time. Uh, only played in five, uh, four, four games rather, two two and zero, nine twenty six pay percentage, and a two seventy seven goals against average. Olivia Deguire, three nine and one. Ansley King, one five and zero, and Mallory Hunt, two zero and zero. But uh, Sinert was the standout of those four, and I'm sure as a first year, we will see much more of her going into next season, and uh, see what she can provide moving onward. So. We will see what the women do. We will see how Tori Emhoff and her crew kind of restructure and uh, figure out what to do to get more scoring on the board, get a little more things uh, away from home uh, going, and then go into next season hopefully uh, with a better outcome overall. Let's get to some players. And uh, Micah Berger, again, only had one game this week, but uh, putting up some numbers, a goal and two assists against the uh, Chilliwack Chiefs as the Wenatchee Wild go wild uh, for a victory that uh, puts him at 38 points in 36 games, 20 goals for the uh, the young man out of Bethesda, Maryland, who's going to go to Miami, Ohio next year. And uh, they're going to need the offense to Miami, believe you me, uh, after, uh, after their season. So uh, he will be a nice little addition to that Red Hawks team. Matthew Danzinger added an assist. Uh, to his uh, stats this weekend as the Shreveport Mudbugs swept the Corpus Christi Ice Rays. Uh, got an assist on Saturday, putting him, or on Friday, putting him up to uh, 13 on the season, 14 points overall with 12 games remaining as the former Team Maryland product uh, doing his dang thing down there in Shreveport. Anthony Domina actually got a call up this week with the Trail Smoke Eaters. Played in three games, uh, did not factor into any of that after his uh, solid performance with the Columbia Valley Rockies. So the uh, Severna Park native uh, getting a little shot in the bigger side of things in BC. And we'll see if it turns into anything, see if he can pot a goal for himself uh, this season uh, in the last few games with Trail. One game for Lacey Eden this weekend in the tournament, uh, the WCHA tournament. I believe it's the WCHA is the women's side of things, or the Big Ten. Um, in, either, in any case, a loss 4-2 to two, all the same as uh, Wisconsin now goes on to the tournament. They're the number four seed overall, and we will see how they uh, fare in this one. They should have a nice little chip on their shoulder, especially losing that border battle to Minnesota uh, at the end of the you know conference play overall. Stephen Halliday have a day, baby, as he uh, helped the Ohio State Buckeyes get past the uh, Penn State Nittany Lions to advance in the Big Ten Conference. He had a goal and three assists on Friday night 
and then nothing on Saturday in the Ohio State loss, but an assist on Sunday to clinch the best of three series as he gets 39 points and 37 games as uh, the Big Ten Conference uh, Final Four comes to uh, comes to fruition here this coming weekend. Dimitri Kibru, Dima having himself a time. Uh, two goals and an assist on Friday night in the victory for the Maryland Black Bears over the Northeast uh, Generals. Uh, did not factor into the scoring in the shutout of the uh, the Black Bears had or were, were given by the Northeast Generals. Uh, so that puts uh, uh, Kibru at 21 goals and 35 points in 40 games coming off an injury. Uh, pretty solid. Finally getting back into the flow of things. Uh, him and uh, Reston, Virginia native. Uh, Kareem El-Bashir having a solid connection in their line pairings together. So we'll see what those two DMV guys uh, can get going for themselves. Bryce Montgomery had an assist on Friday night as Cedar Rapids uh, gets the best of the Muskegon Lumberjacks. 4-1 to both Friday and Saturday, but only one assist on Friday for the former DeMatha high schooler. Uh, Ten points on the year, four goals, six assists in Cedar Rapids for uh, Mr. Montgomery. Evan Orlov had a goal on Friday night in the uh, Maine Nordiques loss to the Johnstown Tomahawks. Uh, that And they won on Saturday night, if you're all caring, but he did not factor into that. Eight goals, 11 assists, and 19 points in 37 games for Orlov. Jarrett Tenorti had an assist on Thursday night as uh, the Blackhawks lost to the Dallas Stars, uh, putting him on the season with uh, two goals and six points. Uh, in 31 games, he was injured there for a bit as uh, the former Severna Park High uh, defender getting to the show, having a good time for himself there. End up here with Jack Spicer, who did not have a great outing on Sunday afternoon as uh, he led in five goals on 18 shots for uh, only making 13 saves and a 6-2 loss to Sioux City putting him at uh, 27 and 1 with a 294 goals against and an 891 save percentage. There we go, we've done it. We are uh, counting down as we get closer and closer to the end of the seasons for some of these teams. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll be doing more wrap-ups. Stevenson was this week. We'll do uh, D2 next week uh, and Towson as well. We'll see who we can fit in with only team Maryland playing uh, and some of Salisbury. We'll get to Salisbury as well, too. So a whole lot of stuff, so you have to stay tuned as we get ready for the Nationals happening uh, for everybody. Everybody, everywhere, all at once. Uh, I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been uh, the Chesapeake Hockey Week on the Face-Off Hockey Show Media Faction and Podcast Monsters. Hey, uh, Chesapeake HW Pond, that's where all the Twitter stuff is, and Facebook.com slash Clutch and Crab Hockey. ClutchandCrabHockey.com is also a place you can go to as well. Is there a lot of stuff up there? No, because that's my fault. I apologize. In any case, uh, thank you guys for listening. It means a whole heck of a lot to me. Um, Be safe out there. Be healthy. Be happy. Play that Clutch and Crab Hockey, and we will talk to you next week. Peace.